What's up, everybody? Georgia had a record-setting 15 players drafted last week. You already know that, but I'm going to tell you why. Three of them might be three of the biggest storylines in the entire NFL next season coming up now on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? I am Daniel. This is the Locked on Bulldogs podcast. My voice is still not back. Uh, it's been worse the last couple of days. Clint's been filling in for me. Um, but you get what you get today. Welcome. Glad you guys are here. Uh, if you don't already follow the show, subscribe on YouTube. Leave us a comment. Subscribe on audio. Free to listen on audio. All audio platforms. Spotify. Wherever you get your podcast you can do that <clears throat> hit us up on twitter at dogs podcast all those things are great today's episode is brought to you by bet online i'm gonna let you know about them in a second even though you already know about them um i told you i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you about three guys today that um one of them is who i'm gonna call the steal of the draft i know you guys are thinking that's probably gonna be nicobe dean spoiler alert it's not gonna be nicobe dean i understand that nicobe dean might be the steal of the draft. I'm going to give you a different guy that I think at the end of next season, people might be calling the steal of the draft. I'm going to tell you who, who made the most new fans on draft day. Um, and then I'm going to tell you who is going to be the best fit on their new team of all the Georgia players that were drafted. A lot of great stories, but I think these three rookies have a chance to be three of the most impactful stories of next year's season. It's going to be fun to watch as a Georgia fan, getting to watch our favorite players uh, perform in the NFL. So let's start with biggest steal of the draft. Now, obviously, Nicobe Dean falling to the third round is an abomination. We've already covered it on the podcast. We're not going to revisit it. Um, the Eagles uh, absolutely um, were the darling of the draft, in my mind, based on their ability to take him so late. But who I think might be the steal of the draft, not because he fell to an incredibly late round, but because of how many players at his position went ahead of him, is a man by the name of Jorge Pickens. Now, perhaps you've heard of him. He's a wide receiver from the University of Georgia, and um, he was taken by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, now, again, Jorge didn't fall way into the fourth, fifth, sixth round or whatever, but he was, I don't know, I don't even know what the number is. I think he was like the eighth or receiver taken in this draft. Uh, tons of wide receivers go ahead of him. And I just be honest with y'all, I don't know that that very many of those wide receivers are more physically talented than George Pickens is. Now, there are concerns with George Pickens, the first and foremost of which being health. Uh is he going to be fully healthy? Is he going to be prone to re-injury? I understand that all those things are factors. But if you're telling me that that's the only thing standing between him and potentially putting up some insane numbers this year, because let me tell you, is there a question about who's going to be throwing him the ball in, in uh, Pittsburgh this year? Absolutely there is. Uh, 
it ain't going to be Kenny Pickett. If it is Kenny Pickett, T's and P's to the entire Steelers organization. But if if somebody is throwing the ball out there, it's not like the Pittsburgh Steelers are loaded at wide receiver. George Pickens comes in and potentially is the most talented receiver already on his team. I expect him to be featured early and often. And listen, you've seen what he can do when he's been on the field at the University of Georgia. And you've seen what he can do when he's been on the field at the University of Georgia with a quarterback that's not necessarily an elite NFL talent at quarterback. Go back to the national championship game. You see his production there. Games you saw him in, certainly this season and in previous seasons. He's only gotten better. If we had seen him for a full season, then that would have been crystal clear. He would have been a first-round draft pick, no choice. Uh, no chance, but um, all the injuries, I think, and all the other talented wide receivers, which listen, there's a lot, the kids from Ohio state, the guy from Alabama, the, um, the kid from USC that, the, that the, whatever team plays in Atlanta, I can't remember their name. They drafted um, all those guys. I'm not saying they're not talented, but George Pickens has a chance, I think to be the offensive rookie of the year. It's the line is 33 to one at bet online right now to get George Pickens offensive rookie of the year. So I'm not telling you what to do with your money. I'm just telling you the line on George Pickens to win offensive rookie of the year is 33 to one right now at bet online. So I might consider it, which brings us to bet online, your online sports book expert. They're the place that uh, Clint and I trust for all of our um, uh, betting needs uh, we go there all the time. They're the official sportsbook partner of the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. Um, and when you go there right now, as I said, you can bet on some NFL futures. You can bet on college football futures. You can bet on the NBA playoffs, which are in full right now, round two, um, right, right in. I don't know if you can bet on whether or not there's going to be a blown melee in the next uh, Golden State Memphis game, but I. Whatever is, I would take the yes side of that. Um, BetOnline.net. They're your online sportsbook experts and the place to go for all of your online wagering. All right, so <clears throat> that's the biggest steal of the draft, I think, George. I'm going to tell you who made the most fans on draft night, and this won't come as a shock to anyone. It's Jordan Davis. Now, did Jordan Davis already have the hearts of every UGA fan captured? Yes, he absolutely did. But now every NFL fan loves Jordan Davis. I'm telling you this right now. Unless you are a fan of a NFC East team not named the Eagles, you love Jordan Davis. His little brothers stole the show on draft night. His mom as always, stole the show on draft night. <clears throat> Jordan Davis is larger-than-life personality, and that is combined with his larger-than-life athleticism. Plus, he now plays on the biggest rival of the Dallas Cowboys, which if you needed a reason to like somebody, that's it. So it's interesting the Eagles traded up for Jordan Davis, and you might think, you know, 
Is he a three-down player? We don't know. Are you going to trade up for somebody like this? I did not expect Jordan Davis to go that high, even after his his metrics at the combine, his measurables, his athleticism were are absolutely off the charts. But but Mike Gill of the, of ESPN.com, I'm sorry, NFL.com. Um, uh, this this is what um, he loves the pick, gushing uh, over the pick, and cites a couple of reasons that I think are interesting. The first is that um, the Eagles were one of the worst teams in rushing defense last year, allowing 18 rushing touchdowns in the 2021 season um, because they just didn't have anybody in the middle of their defensive line. And I think you know from watching Jordan Davis <coughs> all these years at Georgia is that he doesn't have play in order to make the play. What I mean is, when when he's double teamed, it opens up opportunities for other guys to not just make plays, but to make exceptional plays, plays in the backfield. And he's going to be lined up next to NFL veteran and all pro Fletcher Cox, which is going to be not only great for Jordan Davis's development and the fact that he's going to just put his hand in the dirt right next to an an all pro absolute stud at the defensive tackle position. But it's going to be great for Fletcher Cox because he's now going to be a lot more free to make a lot more plays because Jordan Davis is on the field. Um, I, I think he's going to take the NFL by storm. I just think the personality and the talent and the athleticism all come together for Jordan Davis in a way. It makes it impossible not to cheer for the kid. Um, and so I, I, I'm excited to see what his future holds in uh, Philadelphia. I'm excited to see well, he's going to, he's going to have N'Kobe Dean who I expect to be on the field playing, if not starting, he's going to have N'Kobe Dean lined up right behind him. It's going to be a comfortable environment. Um, I love it for Jordan Davis and I love it for the NFL because he, as you all know, is truly one of the great Georgia Bulldogs of all time. All right, I got one more topic to discuss, and it is best fit on his new NFL team. I'm going back to an offensive player, which should give you an idea of the direction that I'm going, but I'll let you know for sure uh, right after this. All right, so I said best fit on his new team and I said it was an offensive player and you all pretty much knew at that point I was talking about James Cook because when you think about James Cook you think about the Kansas City Chiefs really and you think about this type of offense you think about a, a, a quarterback who can improvise who can make things happen and you think about an offense offense that likes to exploit mismatches because this is where James Cook is going to thrive. He's not going to the Kansas City Chiefs, but he's probably going to the next best place, and that is the Buffalo Bills. They run an incredibly entertaining offense. You saw that in the playoffs last year if you watched that playoff game that they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. Josh Allen, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, incredibly uh, adept at extending the play, at finding open guys, and they're going to call some plays for James Cook. He's probably the best back in their backfield right now. Singletary um, had a great rookie season and has not done hardly anything since. 
So James Cook comes in and might be the number one option to carry the ball at the beginning of the season. Now, he might not be. Singletary might still be the number one option to get carries, and James Cook might be the number two option. But that's not the way that James Cook is going to be used primarily in this offense. He's going to be put in on passing situations. He's going to stand in and block, which he's very capable of doing because Del McGee and Kirby Smart and Todd Munkin make sure that all of their backs come out with the ability (laughs) to pick up the blitz and to block. So he's going to be in there in passing situations, which the Buffalo Bills are in a lot of passing. Every situation is a passing situation. And then as the play extends and the play breaks down, maybe none of the receivers get open. Maybe Josh Allen gets outside of the pocket and begins to move around. James Cook is just going to leak out of the backfield, and he's going to catch a dump off, and he's going to take it for 20 or 30 yards. Um, Buffalo was actually last in the NFL. Not They were not last in the NFL in very many offensive statistical categories, but they were last in the NFL at yards after the catch last year. Enter James Cook. He is going to uh, raise that number by a significant margin because he's the kind of guy, you know this, Georgia fans, Alabama fans, are you listening? Because you know this. When he gets the ball in his hands, typically big things happen like, I don't know, maybe the biggest run from scrimmage in a national championship game in the history of the college football playoff. That could be something. James Cook is going to elevate what is already probably the number one or number two offense in the NFL. He's an incredible fit. Uh, 16 to one offensive rookie of the year. And so you might just, you might sprinkle a little on both Jorge Pickens and James Cook. Um, All right. I'm going to go rest of the voice. Uh, George has got a ton of great stories in the NFL next season. Uh, there's also there's also a ton of great stories of guys coming back. Um, and so Clint and I will have lots more coverage on the Georgia Bulldogs all throughout the offseason. So tune back in. Then uh, hit back and listen to any of the episodes that you missed. Follow us on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. Leave us a rating and review. Uh, on the audio side, drop us a comment down here on YouTube and uh, I will talk to you guys later.